This is Season 2, Episode 4 of Make Your Wedding a Highlight. My name is DJ Josh from Highlight Weddings and Events. My guest today is Christy Summerlin from SunQuest Cruises. If you're getting ready to, or already in the process, of planning your wedding, you've come to the right place. DJ Josh, owner of Highlight Weddings and Events, interviews other local 30A wedding pros to offer insight about how to make your wedding a highlight. Well, hello everyone. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. Again, my name is DJ Josh from Highlight Weddings and Events, and I have an awesome guest with me today. Her name is Christy Summerlin from SunQuest Cruises. How are you doing today, Christy? Good, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. You know, you have the distinction for being the first guest on Make Your Wedding a Highlight that I actually attended college with. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm so honored. Yeah. We both attended University of West Florida in Pensacola, and I think they were just getting their football team when we were attending. Is that correct? Or did it, was that after we graduated? No, I think my sophomore year was the first year we actually had football games. Oh, that's right. And our football team was so awesome that they like won the championship. Yeah, I think we went to the national championship in our second year, and then we won it, I think, right after I had graduated. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Go Argos. Go Argos. <laughs> so other than going to University of West Florida, would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners of the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. As you said, I'm Christy and I'm part of the wedding team here with SunQuest Cruises and SunQuest Beach Weddings. I actually started with SunQuest on the Solaris yacht as a hostess when I was still in high school. And then after graduating, I went to UWS and was graciously welcomed back every summer to SunQuest Cruises. Each summer, I just learned more and more about every corner of the company, and that was really my first exposure to the wedding industry. Then my last semester, I was studying abroad, and one day I got this Facebook message from James, our owner, and he offered me the full-time position. So coming back was a no-brainer. I tell everyone that I hit the jackpot because not only do I love what I do, but I also love the team I work with here. The whole team has just had a huge impact on me personally and professionally, and I just feel so lucky that I get to work with them every single day. So for my first job out of college, I've never looked back. That's awesome. What I've found in any job that I've been a part of is whether or not it's good really depends on the people that you're working with more so than what you're actually doing. Yeah, Because absolutely. I worked at Kmart, of all places, in Niceville, and... The people that I worked with were really cool, but the management was kind of eh. So the fact that the employees were cool made the job a little bit more enjoyable. If you don't have a good team around you, it really makes it hard to enjoy and thrive in that position. So that's definitely important. Yeah, and I mean, we're so close-knit here. It really does feel more like a family, and you can really see it through all of our weddings and events because we want our couples to be a part of our family as well. You know, you love each other and you might fight like family, but at the end of the day, I couldn't ask for a better situation. All right. So speaking of weddings, what excites you about being a part of the wedding event team? Yeah, so I'm usually the first person that couples meet when they first start planning their wedding. I'm the one who picks up the phone, I answer the email, I reply to the DM on social media. And I actually love it when a couple calls and says, I have no idea where to start because <laughs> um, then I get to help them realize the potential of their event and show them that wedding planning doesn't have to be stressful or daunting. It can be and it, it should be easy and fun. When you work with a team that can make wedding planning something you're so excited about doing, 
then you're not going to be stressed out. Here at SunQuest, we're going to take care of you and we're going to make it happen. Awesome. SunQuest is a bit unique because you offer a wide range of services. If a couple comes to you and they're like, oh, we don't know where to start. What are some options that they would have with SunQuest? We started with the Solaris yacht, which is the 125 foot yacht that's located at the Baytown Marina which is easily the most unique wedding venue in the area. Mm-hmm. There's not too many brides that can say they were married on the water. <laughs> <laughs> but we also do off-site events. So we'll do beach ceremonies. We do receptions at beach homes. We are the planner for receptions at other venues and resorts. So wherever our couple wants to get married, we'll make it happen. We'll go there and bring a full-service event to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can SunQuest Cruises make a couple's wedding a highlight? At SunQuest, we really pride ourselves on the idea that the couple does not have to worry about anything on their big day. We're going to handle everything from setup to breakdown and everything in between. And you know, most brides, they hire a dedicated wedding planner. But with SunQuest, you're hiring an entire wedding team Mm. where your planner, your event staff, executive chef, florist, and honestly, we're your personal hype team. (laughs) So we're going to be with you every step of the way to create an unforgettable experience. And not only that, but we can also take on your entire wedding weekend. So whether it's a beach bonfire or a rehearsal dinner or a day at Crab Island the day after, we're your one-stop shop for your entire schedule, basically. Okay. And I've actually been a part of a few weddings on the Solaris, and it is amazing. (laughs) It's a, what, three-story yacht? Is that right? Yeah, it's a 125-foot yacht with three floor or three decks, I should say. The top deck being an open-air sky deck, and that's where we do ceremonies. But it's also a great dance floor. I think you've DJed on the sky deck before. Mm-hmm. When the weather is really nice, there's nothing like cruising through the bay, watching the sunset, watching some dolphins, and just hanging out with your family and friends. Right, and the food is really good too. So the food is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone says that their executive chef is the best, but ours truly is the best. He does everything from formal plated dinner service to queso bar fountain. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but like melted cheese in a fountain is my idea of the perfect wedding day. (laughs) (laughs) Melted cheese on anything is pretty much amazing. Absolutely. If you could construct the dream event that SunQuest Cruises is a part of, How would that look? Yeah, we would definitely want to manage the entire weekend. So maybe we start by welcoming your friends and family with a beach bonfire and get those toes in the sand, have a bonfire, s'mores bar, maybe a low country boil. Mm. We'll throw some cafe lights up and everybody can just hang out all night. And then, you know, the next day, do your wedding on the boat, have your ceremony either on the sky deck or on the beach. Come back to the yacht for your reception. We hang out. We play some good music, eat some good food, drink good wine, (laughs) just celebrate. And then the next day, get up around 10, 11 o'clock, go to Crab Island for the day on one of our smaller boats, the Sun Venture, and just kind of like end the weekend with a great time at Crab Island. And that is really the true Destin 38 experience, right? You got the beach, you're cruising on the bay, you're going to Crab Island, and you're just having a blast. If you have never been here before, Crab Island is a must-see in Destin. You get a pontoon or go through SunQuest cruises and just kind of hang out on the water all day. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a must-do for locals and visitors. Absolutely. Was there anything you wanted, else you wanted to touch on before we move on to the depressing COVID-19 part of the podcast? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
COVID's been hard, man. We had to postpone nearly all of our spring events and early summer events. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we were really thankful that all of our brides, I was just so impressed by them. They were just the epitome of resilient. And some of them were like, okay, let's postpone and we'll pick this up again in the fall or maybe next year. And then some of them were like, no, we're just going to come and we're going to fit our event to the restrictions and we're still going to have a good time. And I thought that was really impressive. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that smaller intimate gatherings doesn't equate to smaller celebrations. Mm -hmm. It just means that we get to focus on what's most important. Yeah, I've actually found, and this is before COVID-19, that I'm in a DJ's group on Facebook based out of Atlanta. So that's kind of a bigger market. And I've seen a few comments about how, oh, well, if it's only a 30 to 50 person wedding, it's not that big. And I've done numerous weddings that were 50 and below, and the amount of people there doesn't take away from the celebration. It actually often will make it that much more special because those are the people that wanted to be there anyway, that would have been there. They're going to be a part of your celebration. So I found that smaller, more intimate weddings doesn't really take away to the degree that I think a lot of people might assume that it would be. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. With these smaller events, you get to focus on the small details, but also just focusing on family and the importance that how great it is for everyone to be together. Mm -hmm. Totally. So since you shared a little bit about SunQuest Cruises and yourself as a wedding professional, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself personally? Yeah, I moved back to Destin after studying abroad, and when I'm not with SunQuest doing events, I'm out kayaking or hanging out at Crab Island, or if I can spare a day watching TV and Netflix in bed, (laughs) (laughs) watching football, it's been a really big football season, or just, you know, hanging out on 30A, going bike riding. We're really lucky to live in a place that's so beautiful and has so much to do. Mm -hmm. Where did you study abroad at? I studied abroad in Angers, France, Mm. which is three hours outside of Paris. It was really important to me to go to a place that didn't speak English. And I did not speak French, so I don't know if that was smart, but (laughs) we got through it. (laughs) I took French while I was there. And I mean, I knew enough to get around the city. And by the end, I was like ordering at the bar in French, which was impressive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a really great experience. It taught me a lot about people. And I think it was the best way to kind of close out my college experience before jumping into the professional world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going to a location, if you want to learn a language, that's probably the best way to do it because you don't have the guardrails of having a big community where you can just kind of go back into speaking English all the time. So that's a good way to learn the language. It's definitely my wife and I were living in Hungary for a year. Oh, wow. And it's very humiliating being in a place where you don't speak the primary language because it's like you're a child all over again. (laughs) Yeah. Andre was cool because it was a small city and it was very like a small town vibe. Mm-hmm. So they knew that a group of students from all around the world come every year mm. and they almost look forward to it because there's not a ton of things to do there because <laughs> uh, they're so far outside of Paris. But, uh-huh. you know, they really welcomed us with open arms. And I remember there was this guy who owned a bagel shop, kind of like an Einstein bagel. Nice. And we went and we asked him, do you speak English? And he said no. And then he kicked us out of his shop because we didn't speak French. And he came out and told us, you learn how to order in French and then you come back. Uh. We were like, okay. So like two weeks later, we had practiced our order like a million different times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And came back and ordered in almost 
perfect French. And mm. he was so happy, he almost cried. Nice. So it was like challenge accepted. He was just so proud of us. That's cool. Okay. Since we both went to University of West Florida, what was your least favorite class? Oh, God. I don't want to put anyone on blast. Well, no, you don't have to name the <laughs> professor, just the class that you did not enjoy the most. Probably any of the math classes, <laughs> just any of them. And I had some wonderful math professors, like business statistics and things, and that's still just not my forte. Yeah, my least favorite was managerial accounting by far. Ooh, that was a rough one. Yes, it was. I will uh, admit I took that class twice. I took it three times. Because, well, <laughs> no. part of it was the first time I didn't study enough for it. And then the second time it was offered at the satellite campus in Fort Walton Beach. But I missed the second exam. And I could not go to Pensacola to take the exam at the main campus. But I had a wedding that day. <laughs> Oh, so no. I was like, hey, I'm sorry I missed the exam. Is there any way I can make it up? And she's like, nope. So basically, I just had to drop the class mid-semester because it was like, well. Um, well, there's only three exams for that course. So right. Yeah, missing an entire exam is yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, managerial is not my forte at all. It's very nuanced and unique to itself. So not fun at all. Oh, yeah. I don't think I retained anything from that class. That was definitely <laughs> a get it out during the exams and then yes. forget it all. Yeah, pretty much a brain dump. I don't remember anything from that class other than I did not enjoy it. So <laughs> we are in the same boat. <laughs> I mean, even now with all the kids doing like Zoom school, like all the kids oh, in our gosh, office, yes. I'm like, I could not do high school math or like my high school accounting if you asked mm. me to. Oh, man. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, gosh, I wanted to do so many different things. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then my mom told me that I would have to see the inside of animals. And I quickly changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. And then I really found a love for marketing in high school. And I thought that was like the coolest job you could ever have. And originally, I wanted to do sports marketing. I thought that was really exciting. Mm. I actually at UWF took that sports markets class. Mm -hmm which was a lot of fun. And I remember actually James, the owner of SunQuest, every summer I came back, he would be like, so you still want to be in the sports industry? Or like you think in weddings might be a good home for you? <laughs> but I was always like, I don't know, we'll see. And then I did do an internship with UWS sports department and I loved it. But finding a home in weddings, I found that that was where I really excelled. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Sports marketing, I can see how what you learned there fits what you're doing currently anyway. So it's not a surprise transition going from that to weddings. Yeah, definitely just a high energy workplace in both scenarios. Mm, definitely. What is your favorite dish made by your executive chef? Oof, that's such a tough question. It depends on the day. Oh, really? I mean, just because it's also great, because I cruise maybe three, four times a year just mm. as a public dinner cruise guest, because we do public dinner cruises year round. Right. Some of our seasonal menus for like Mother's Day, New Year's Eve, Thanksgiving, those change all the time. But any of our public cruises, got to go with the shrimp and grit. Oh, so good. Something actually new on the menu this year that was on the Mother's Day menu last year was the blue crab mac and cheese. Mm. And I mean, I'm a big mac and cheese fan. We talked about that queso fountain, but like <laughs> throw some Tokahashi yeah. blue crab in there and oh, mm. so good. What if you did like the shrimp and grits and the crab mac and cheese all together? You might fall asleep from all the richness, but I think it'd be worth it. <laughs> 
Oh, that sounds so amazing. And then put some bacon in it while you're at it. Oh, yeah. There is some bacon in the mac and cheese. Oh, so good. It's very good. All right. Well, as we wrap up the podcast, is there anything else you would like to leave with the listeners? Yeah. We hope that you guys check us out. We are running some January promotions right now for both SunQuest Cruises and SunQuest Beach Weddings. So those promotions will be valid through the end of January. So make sure that you give us a call. And what is the best way for prospective couples to get in contact with you? Yeah, you can find us online at sunquestcruises.com or send us an email, info at sunquestcruises.com. But we're also on social media, Instagram and Facebook, both at SunQuest Cruises and My Destin Beach Wedding. All right, Chrissy. Well, thanks for stopping by and getting on the podcast. How was it? It was great. It was fun. Well, my pleasure. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Anytime. Yeah, we'll have to, next time UWF's playing a football game, we'll have to go to Pensacola. Totally down. All right, well, here's to the couples planning their weddings, and here's to making those weddings a highlight. Thanks for stopping by and checking out the podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review. It'll help other couples just like you find it. For more resources, including our helpful blog, check highlightweddingsandevents.com. Highlightweddingsandevents.com. And make your wedding a highlight. <laughs>